Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock in downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. Oh, that spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger. That's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me, Me too. too. Hey. Really outdid yourself. Yes, we did. The all-new Buick Envision, an SUV built around you, all of you. Charles, they got you. They got you jamming to the music, huh? That means football season is literally, literally right around the corner. Pleasant good morning to everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Coles Brown Show. Seen exclusively right here on the Black College Sports Network. Yours truly, Coles Brown, joined by Charles Edmund. The guest menu today is short, short and sweet. Charles Edmund joins us here on the show of the Alcorn State Radio Network and Brandon B.J. Jones of Inside HBCU Football uh, will join us uh, today. And that's it. Guest menu, usually it's uh, long. But hey, I think everything and everybody, they're kind of in that mode of college football. For Southern University, simply, as we speak, at uh, about three minutes after 11, 
they should have wrapped up uh, their scrimmage and also preceding that uh, right after they'll have the, the fan fest at Southern University. All the fall sports will join the football team, the band, the fans, and all of that. With that being said, Charles, it is right, literally right here, college football. Yep, it is here. Uh, football in some semblance is already here. High school football here in Mississippi, what we call the jamboree, kind of a preseason type stuff. You play a quarter or two against another team. That started last night, and I was uh, dealing with Vicksburg High and kind of get that wing tee right, which it is, and they looked good last night. But football is here. There's no question about it. As a matter of fact, I just finished setting my uh, DVR uh, for the Swag Miak Challenge, Alabama State and Howard, and Stephen F. Austin, Jacksonville State next week. So I just been when we were talking before we went on, I just set my DVR uh, to record those games so I can get a little intel, a little inside information in terms of what's going on with those teams. Well, Stephen F. Austin ranked in the top ten preseason FCS, Jacksonville State, always a powerhouse, always a, a good football team. So you'll get a, a sneak preview of Stephen F. Austin. But here's what's trending here on the Coles Brown Show. HBCU Go stream strikes a deal with the CBS stations to air HBCU uh, football games. That is big. Of course, they've also you've seen the schedule come out uh, with now their relationship with the Southwestern Athletic Conference. So now you'll get a chance to, to, to see the games throughout some of the uh, major, major markets uh, throughout the, the country. And we'll, we'll come back a little bit in a few minutes. And uh, I pulled up a I think a, a good article that I can kind of take some of the information out, some of the, the finer points, some of the highlights of um, Byron Allen's HBCU Go Streamer strikes a deal with CBS stations to air HBCU uh, football games. Also trending here on the Carlos Brown Show, Southern football season tickets are on the rise. And that's a great thing. Back under the Coach Richardson Pete Richardson era, you saw season tickets always around the nine to ten thousand season ticket mark. Uh, but right now, uh, they're up on the rise, and I think you can contribute that to um, the excitement. Coach Dooley uh, returning, coming back to Southern University now as the head coach. Of course, previously he was there as a receivers coach under some of the just most historic run for Southern University football. So we'll get a little bit more into that as well. We have an hour to do all of this to reflect uh, back on what's trending here on the Coles Brown Show. Uh, Mississippi Valley State Stadium um, to temporarily close and then home games not expected to be impacted. Charles, that is very interesting. You're in the state of Mississippi I mean, temporarily, I know what temporarily means, but then saying the home games won't be impacted, I guess they're, of course, on the road the first few weeks of, of the football season. 
Yeah, when I first read the article, um, I was kind of concerned like you, but then word kind of leaked out that they're doing something with their track. Uh, that's kind of the reason why the stadium is closing temporarily to allow them to either install a new track or maybe re repaint, restrike the track. So that's, you know, it did cause some concern for me because it's so late in the process, you know, with the season starting just in a couple of weeks, you know, Valley opens up against Tarleton State on the road. So, I mean, so they got some time to kind of get things right there, but you, you kind of knew it probably wasn't going to be turf because that's not enough time to get it, to get it installed. Uh, so you knew it was something not temporary, but something that involved a little bit of time. So, you know, the track getting resurfaced or redone, uh, I can I can completely understand that. So I think it caused some panic because of the time frame. If it was a month ago, I don't think any, this would make any headlines. But because the season is right around the corner, it caused some concern. So I think that's what I've been hearing. Uh, that's the reason why Rice Totten is, is, is off limits right now. Would you think that maybe one of the reasons of – the track is the weather. Cause I know here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, I mean, it, it's been raining cats and dogs literally for three weeks and, and Southern university um, is resurfacing their track. And boy, I, I, I've seen what it's supposed to look like when they're finished. It, it's, it's outstanding. So I, I guess my question is, I wonder if whether uh, in Itabina, it's one of the reasons why the track is, you know, at the point where it is now. It could be if if I were a betting man, if I were a guessing man, if I were to speculate, and I think we can, I would say more on the financial side. Okay. Um, either financial side or maybe getting contractors in place to be able to do that type of job. You know, anything that costs a certain amount of money for a state facility, a state project like this and i'm sure it probably is a state-funded project you got to get bids you got to go through the process and so sometimes that slows that takes a little time so you know i'm sure in the perfect world for valley they would love to have this done two months ago but maybe just due to you know finances not saying they don't have Resources. it but getting everything lined up contractors that that does and i think a lot of people don't really see that aspect of it they think what's taking so long well Anytime you're dealing with a project funded with state dollars, then it's different. It's just like Coach Sanders in that project with the meeting room having to donate his own salary and, and half of salary, whatever it was, and it was done so quickly because it was privately done and privately funded. It could be done quicker that way, but when it's done with state resources, it takes a little bit longer. So therefore, I think if I were to bet, it would be one of those two factors as to why it started as late as it has Hopefully it won't have too much of an impact, you know, for Valley football. Well, Mississippi Valley Stadium to temporarily close. However, home games not expected, expected to be impacted. Uh, Ken Riley, who, who passed away, uh, fam, you great, is one step closer to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, a pro, all pro four times, fourth most interceptions, with 65, played 14 seasons. So that's a that that's a, a great thing that he's one step uh, closer who to, to get in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And without question, he deserves it. Wish he could have been uh, put in place before he uh, journeyed out of this life to 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 see uh, 
all of his hard work and dedication and uh, tr- truly uh, an outstanding football player and person. And you remember him, of course, with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, wow. So I- I'm sure his family will be uh, very excited and happy when it's uh, when he's finally accepted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, Charles. Yeah, long overdue. I mean, you know, you 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 see this with the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. There are guys that should have been in that finally get that call to the hall. And Ken Riley is definitely one of those guys that, I mean, I think we can say he should have been in years ago, 10 years ago, whatever the case, he should have been there. And I think, you know, for him to get in, I guess it's better late than never. Um, so I, I'm hoping he gets to that final step. And, you know, there's a guy that, goes to your house or wherever you are and, and personally congratulates you for being inducted. You see that on the NFL Network. I forgot his name, but I, hopefully the Riley family will get that visit and uh, he will be in his rightful place in Canton. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure, once again, they're going to be uh, very, very proud. And I, I'm sure the emotions will be all over the place for the family, but uh, just, just an outstanding uh situation that's about to take place and when when it happens of course it'll make the social media and all of uh, the major news sources but uh, it'll be a great thing southern university football and, and and i'm sure we have followers of this show they'll they'll send me some messages about the uh the the kind of the fans scrimmage because I don't know if Southern will kind of sneak in, and I, I use the word sneak in, another scrimmage <laughs> doing uh, next week. But with that being said, some news that came out, well, for Southern University, the last scrimmage, um, it, it was your typical scrimmage. Coach Dooley talked about, you know, kind of cleaning up on, on penalties, uh, some, some holding uh, calls mainly. But overall, he was pleased with the effort. They just got to fine-tune some, some uh, situations for his football situations. And one of the – I guess one of the big pieces of information or news that, in my humble opinion, that came out, now you have a quarterback who has been there in the system for about three years. His name is Harold Blood. He's now – moved up to number two. He's a backup quarterback. And from talking to some sources, he's pushing really hard. And he's even pushing for that number one spot. But right now he's entrenched as number two. And the big thing about that is Bubba McDaniels now goes from in the beginning of the year from first now to third. And once again, it just brings up the question to me, and I know the answer. I have my opinion on it. These two gentlemen, Harold Blood, he's about 6'2", about 180, 185. Uh, he comes from a great program in Louisiana, Destrehan High School, and McCray. For the offense that Coach Dooley has implemented, they fit the part to me. And I think that is why both guys now are are one and two. With that being said, it's good to have a person that has a lot of snaps at, you know, as a backup. But uh, very interesting, Har- Harold Blood. And if you just, when I looked at the spring game, 
to me, if you just say, look, who looks the part, but I know there's other factors into that. He looks the part and a true dual threat quarterback, but also a quarterback that now has a lot of snap on, on his passes. And I would say if his arm is not stronger, it's right there equal to uh, McCray at, at quarterback. So that's kind of the, uh, the big news coming out of uh, Southern University's uh, practices the last uh, week. I remember you sent me quite a few texts. This was several months ago when we were talking about the quarterback position at Southern. And you said, don't forget about the name Blood, if, if, if I recall. So you, you've had, you know, he's been on your radar for a while. He was kind of off the grid a little bit with the competition now picking up. And hey, we're at a point now, Carlos, where you're narrowing the scope because classes are getting ready to start. Now you've got to, you know, you you talked about the scrimmage. Alcorn doesn't have a scrimmage today. Their final dress rehearsal will be next Saturday, and it'll be kind of our fan day as well as the alumni comes out and take pictures with not only the football team, but all the sports. So it's kind of what you all do today, what you all are doing today. We'll do ours next week. Uh, No scrimmage today. But, you know, I I think that, you know, from the the perspective of the competition, it's really good to have that competition. We've got it going on here. Um, I, I can probably say right now for all corn, it's probably going to be most likely Aaron Allen will probably get the start. Mm-hmm. Um, if I had some money to bet, which I don't, but if I did, I would say Aaron Allen will probably get the start against Stephen F in a couple of weeks. Um, that competition has been ongoing, but I think Aaron Allen has kind of stood out right now. And now the scope gets narrow because classes are getting ready to start. But, uh, you know, for Bubba McDaniels to be the guy that's gotten most of the mileage over the years, now he's down to, to the number three. Then you got McRae. A lot of people feel like he will probably start um, against Florida Memorial. I think it's really a healthy competition there. I mean, if you have three guys that are vying for that starting spot and just not being satisfied with being a backup, you know, clearly Blood wants to start week one against Florida Memorial. I do think, though, I do think that all three of those guys are going to play against Florida Memorial because I said it. I think Southern will win by five touchdowns. I think that will be a that won't even be close. Um, and I think all those guys will probably play week one. But uh, you know, it's good to have that healthy competition to push each other because you don't want to be relaxed. You don't want to be lackadaisical. And that's what coaches hate. Coaches hate it when you feel like you got the gig and you think you can coast when you're constantly when you should be constantly pushed. So that's a healthy competition there that Coach Dooley likes. And with Coach Dooley. Uh, talk and I, I just kind of get the impression that competition and that that's a key word. It's ongoing. You know, yeah. once once you kind of get complacent, you better watch out. And, and that's I'm saying complacent the players on on, on the football team. So um, I, I love the competition. It's great. It's all about the competition. And uh, I like depth. And I like quality, and and I've stated numerous times. In fall camp, I would I'm focusing on the the backups, because at any time a backup can can become a starter, not only because of injury, but let's say the the Florida Memorial game. I, I love Charles. How you say five touchdowns? I, I I'm I'm scared to say five touchdowns, but it's a game 
that you could see a, a multitude of players play. And so you, you, you think of Harold Blood, McCray. You might want to get some um, of the younger players. And I mean younger, not necessarily freshmen, but maybe uh, sophomores, redshirt freshmen. Get, get them some game experience. So, yeah, I, I, it's, I'm big on uh, the competition, and, and they've got it going on. And then defensively for Southern University, you know, Jordan Lewis uh, getting some snaps. Now, last week I said move to a new position, linebacker. So now I'm going to move it back a little bit because getting snaps and he will still at times be at his old position, defensive end. Trey Lane getting some snaps at at linebacker as well, but a defensive end. Jalen Ivey um, kind of nurses some injuries, the typical bumps and bruises going uh, in, into camp. And, and now uh, since school has started at Southern University, now, you know, practice moved to, to the af- afternoon. So competition throughout the ranks, Coach Dooley continues to talk about that. And, and that's a, a good sign. Uh, I talked about the trending story, Byron Allen's HBCU Go Streamer Strikes deal with CBS stations to air HBCU football games. You can uh, also go on my uh, the Carlos Brown show and Carlos Brown on Facebook. The, the article is posted there. But um, some of the, the, the highlights of this article, and it was uh, posted August 18th by uh, Variety. Byron Allen's free streaming service, HBCU Go, has struck a nationwide licensing agreement. And Charles, that, that's huge. With CBS stations that will run through the 2022-2023 college football season. Under the uh, distribution pack between the Allen Media Group on digital platform, which focus on the coverage of the United States 107 historically Black colleges and universities, as we refer to them as HBCUs. And uh, HBCU Go Sports Programming will be carried on CBS-owned and operated stations in the key TV markets. And, and here's crucial. New York, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, Dallas, Atlanta, San Francisco, Boston, Seattle, Tampa, Detroit, Miami, and Pittsburgh. And as a result of the new CBS stations deal, HBCU Go, which recently got the rights to air premier NCAA Division II HBCU conference sporting events in a pack with, of course, the SWAC and the CIAA, will be available in 60% of United States television households and 70% African-American households. And, of course, previously, HBCU Go set carriage deals with Nexstar, Gray, Cox, which I'm familiar with here in Baton Rouge, Scripps, Tegna, Sinclair, Lockwood, and Allen Media Broadcasting. It's much more information in there, but to me, that's the the, the basics of the high points of uh, this deal. And, of course, with the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and uh, I was privileged to to kind of get the SWAT TV schedule three, four weeks before it was announced uh, this past week, Charles, boy, I tell you, building um, building relationships with sources, invented sources, I got a chance to see that schedule. However, uh, 
Only thing that if I could nitpick was Southern is only on there once. Alcorn's on there twice, Charles. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Southern and Texas yeah. Southern and Arlington. I'm 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 just glad and blessed to be able to to be a part of you know something like this. And mm-hmm. just the fact that other than ESPN, and don't get me wrong, I mean they they're 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 tearing it up in terms of get, getting these rights, you know, for these games. And they're obviously a huge part of the SWAC and HBCU athletics. But to have and we've talked about this for years, to have other folks come into the ball game, if you will. Uh, the Allen Media Group and just what, and to expand it the way that this article has mentioned about these different markets. A lot of these markets, Carlos, are top 10 markets, LA, Miami. Um, So when you look at these markets that we're in, they're just not bottom feeder markets. These are major, major market uh, That That just adds to even more. I mean, so just think how many households, how many eyeballs potentially. And John Grant, Talks about it all the time. It's all about eyeballs watching these games. That's what helps drive a lot of these deals, TV or otherwise, when you're talking about the video platform. So it's great. Every Saturday you'll be able to look at, you know, a whole bunch of different SWAC games. And some, some, and I, I did see the um, SWAC TV schedule on some days, on some Saturdays, you can watch three games in one day. I mean, they, on the ESPN uh, platforms, on ESPN Plus, not just one game on a Saturday. You can have potentially three games in one day. I saw that on the schedule the other day. So, I mean, it's it's just a great time, and I'm just proud to be a part of it and looking forward to seeing what's next. And, you know, with that and then other uh, platforms now coming aboard, like the Allen Media uh, Group and I guess from a historical standpoint, I was talking to a couple of people about um, from an unfortunate incident, a George Floyd murder. And it, it seems with that happening, it kind of, kind of started this, this, this re-movement of the African-American experience from a very bad thing. Cause you know, from a historical standpoint uh, with, with the, with the police, let's just be brutally honest. Where there has just been a huge disconnect with with the African American community. So, with the movement now and uh, Coach Sanders coming to Jackson State, albeit HBCU football has always been uh, relevant in my humble opinion, but now we're just kind of moving through a a new transition period. And even when you look at uh, students, student athletes now attending HBCUs across the board, you're seeing major, major enrollment spikes. Right at Southern University, I was talking to a, uh, a person that said it, it, it Thursday this week, it looked like back in the 1990s when you could barely move on campus. North Carolina A&T, FAMU, just to name a few, are experiencing that that growth. So all of that to say it's now a, and and I say now, but it's now a time where everyone has an interest, specifically African-Americans, 
of getting that African-American or that black college experience. So from the television deals, uh, I, I, I see everyone's uh, debating some serious debates about who controls content, not only sports, but, you know, lectures, everyday HBCU college experience. It has been an explosion of popularity mm-hmm. now. And that that's a good thing. So everybody, it, it's enough to go around. I'll put it that, this way. As far as uh, black media, it's enough to go around. And we yeah. just remember that. And sometimes you're going to agree to disagree. It's all right. It's all right. But um, I, I kind of look at it like policy, po- politics. Politics is about policy. It's not about personal attitudes and to get personal, if, if, if that makes sense. But, um, you know, you've got, we've been in the game a long time. You've got the young, fresh blood coming in on the media, but I, I think we can find a part where we can all work together. Meet in the middle. Major compromiser, Charles. But um, it, it, it's really, to your point, you'll be able to see a lot of uh, games and content on now across multiple platforms. Multiple platforms. Yeah, I mean, and I'll just say this, uh, competition is a good thing. What we just talked about as far as you know, on the team, competition in the media platforms. That's a that's a good thing also. And you have to, you know, do your research, do your homework and pick what's the best platform for you to be on or multiple platforms. Yeah, I mean, and I was talking to my wife about this right after the whole Floyd thing and the social justice stuff. And, and she was saying, hey, there's going to be a lot of folks that's going to try to get in the woodwork after this. And now you're seeing that it's been, it's been years later. Um, and so now you're seeing all of this happening, you know, different situations, more awareness, more people in the mix, more people in the fold, more companies in the fold. So now you're seeing this, you know, some years later, some time later, which I didn't think it would happen this fast, Carlos, to be honest, I thought it would take, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm an old guy. I'm 54, so I'm, I move slower. Uh, I think a little slower. Uh, so I, I I'm kind of old school. I'm kind of a dinosaur. You know, I'm, I'm trying to catch up with the times, with with the new media, um, the video stuff. Because I've I'm a, I've been a radio guy for so long. You helped push me on the video stuff. I have to give you credit. You know, putting my face on video. First of all, I don't look good on camera. First of all, so I have to, that's kind of part oh, of the reason why I don't Charles. Come on, Charles. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just being honest. I, yeah, I'm being honest. That's part of the reason. And, you know, you have to have more of a presence, stable presence when you're in front of the camera. Now, when no one sees you, it doesn't really matter. It's just your voice. So it's, it's you know, you, you understand that for those who don't understand the video piece. But, you know, it's it's a, it's a different ball game today. And it's so so you have to kind of get with the program. You either get with it or get left behind. I'm not trying to get left behind. I'm just trying to stay in the game and do my part. But I think a lot of people now are doing their part. You know, I think the Byron Allen group is doing their part. I think the SWAC is doing their part. I think our schools with trying to control their own brand and and elevating their media, athletic media relations game, they're doing their part. Um, You know, so you got the Southern Sports Network, Southern University, you got 
the coaches football shows. You got so everyone now has to kind of elevate their game to put their stuff out there and to help their institutions, to help their universities, to even help themselves. So the Black College Sports Network, all of that. So everyone is kind of stepping up their game. And the opportunity is there to do that. And it's just a matter of who can do it and how you get the resources to do it. So we're, we're seeing a lot of moving pieces. Um, I, I will say, though, as far as the content is concerned and you know this battle over the content, individuals and content, you know, that's that's a conversation that's probably still going to be ongoing because a lot of people feel like because they can do it, that you have the rights to do it. That's just not the case. You know, uh, the SEC controls their content. The SWAC is doing the same thing. And you've seen individuals try to get in on that. And I think a conversation can be had to, to be able to come up with common ground. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely wouldn't do it. I would talk with the SWAC office before I decided to do anything of that sort because there are people paying attention in the SWAC office. They're paying attention to the SWAC content. And that's their job to do that. And so when there's a red flag, they're going to call you out on it. They're going to make you aware of it. If not, you know, it's going to be further consequences because there's so much money on the line here. I mean, the amount of money the commissioner talked about at media day that could be coming into the conference via these media rights, if it all works out the way that he talked about, it's going to be astronomical. A lot more money than we envisioned five or six years ago. So you want to protect the brand, as they say in the NFL, protect the shield, or in this case, protect the swag. And I think the conference has to do their part. We as broadcasters have to do our part. Podcasters have to do their part. And as you said very well, it's enough of this stuff to go around. It's just everybody understanding where their place can be and just trying to make it work from where they are. Yeah, like my athletic career, I guess you could <laughs> say you you need your starters, but you also need a six-man. It's no shame in yeah. getting a six-man of the year award, right? Most improved. Yeah. And also, I, I kind of look at myself, well, I'm not going to say I'm a dinosaur, but, uh, you know, age speaks for itself. But I will say this. I think you always try to find that middle ground, a little bit of the old school, a little bit of the new school. Because if you go back to when you look at being into terrestrial radio, basic radio, then now, you know, streaming, video streaming, podcast. And then also you, you look at the social media piece that was added when you first got started, didn't, didn't really have that. So, I, I try to be a bridge between both the new and the old. And also, Charles, guess what? You have to adapt. You have to adjust. And, hey, you, and, and you're always learning something until the time you leave this earth. So that, that's, that's the way I look at it. I love it. Being around the young blood keeps you young. Keeps you young. <laughs> and it's enough to... Uh, get along with let me do this let me go and uh, we'll, we'll have a chance to kind of get into uh, some more uh, information as I can pull it up here I want to say good morning to uh, a, a few people that are watching in Chuck Hunt of course as always from the uh, great city of Monroe Louisiana about what an hour and a half from you Charles in Vicksburg yeah. Don't sue me if I'm a little off on that time as far as the miles <laughs> and how long it 
Uh, it takes Avis Heath. He says, let's go franchise. I'll see Avis October 29th in Jackson. And I love Avis <laughs> to death, but as a Southern alum, I want a victory October the 29th, which is my birthday. Woo, boy, I can't wait. <laughs> also, Mr. Feller, Duran Sr., Johnny Johnson, he says, morning, nice crowd this morning, the scrimmage, and now inside the FG Clark Activity Center uh, for all of the festivities. Michael Cavalier, good morning, Carlos, Charles, and guests, good morning to you. That's just a few of uh, the people in there watching, and I, I love the interaction you guys have with each other. Um, I, I just love it. I'll take uh, first time out of today's show. When I come back, Southern's football season ticket sales on the rise. I'm going to get in some of those numbers, but I'll give you this one right quick. Season ticket sales are up by almost 1,500 over last year, and Athletic Director Roman Banks is hoping for more. The excitement is there. The excitement is there. I'm going to take a time out. You're watching the Carlos Brown Show right here exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. We shall return. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard as well as the upcoming week of HBCU Sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon, so now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language, and she really loves her grandson. Like, really loves one bite of 100% Angus beef ballpark frank, and you'll say... Hello, summer. Oh, yeah, it's ballpark season. This is Ryan Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Q-Time is our classic Atlanta soul food restaurant located in the historic West End. Q-Time Soul Food is a family business started by Fred and Christine Crenshaw. Come on in, relax, and sink your chops into our tantalizing, mouth-watering, distinctive soul food with a twist, the Q-Time way. 1120 Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard, or call your order in at 404-758-2881. Do you miss your mama's cooking? Then come on down to Q-Time, an Urban Passport member. Newman College is an HBCU in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, where we prepare students for a different world. Stillman is a college of distinction for last year and this year. Our largest majors are business and biology, 
Followed closely by psychology, criminal justice, and history for pre-law, communications, English, and religion. Our newest degree programs are in the Department of Computational Sciences, which covers cybersecurity, data analytics, and math. The Biomedical Academy prepares students for competitive entry into health professions and graduate programs. We have established summer biomedical research internships with major research institutions, such as the University of Alabama, Drexel and Temple Universities in Philadelphia, the Salk Institute in San Diego, California, and the Universities of Florida, Indiana, and Iowa. We became creative with social distancing and masks for the pandemic. Our students enjoy movie nights at the stadium and the new Melissa N. Davis Legacy Courtyard where you can eat and enjoy friends. We have the Divine Nine Greek Letter Organizations, student government leadership and ambassadors. Our small class sizes, nurturing faculty, and friendly environment let you know that Black Lives Matter at Stillman College each and every day. Applications are free. Sign up at discover.stillman.edu. Complete the contact card and apply today. Stillman College, where we prepare students. For a different world. To this edition of the Carlos Brown Show here on the Black College Sports Network. I'm Carlos Brown, Charles Edmund, joining us on today's show. With that being said, I was supposed to uh, give the okay to have a, a graphic up for you. Um, it, it was a video, of course, of uh, Southern University, some kind of the competition. Um, that's kind of going on at, at practice and camp. And um, Melody, you can pull it up when, uh, whenever you get a chance to. And there we go. Courtesy of the Jaguar Sports Network. And uh, hey, fellas, y'all drink up because we're going over top. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, boom! I know. Oh, boy. Hey, hey, take it easy on him now. Take it easy on him. Hey, keep it going. Keep it going. Oh, got him off leverage. Too easy. Get vertical. Let's go. Focus, focus. Focus, focus. Hey, Jay Lou. That's enough for you. I like five. I think you're We don't keep coming, though. We don't keep coming. Hey, 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 hey,
We're going 16 for 16. Watch. Y'all scared of Rudy. Y'all scared of Rudy. Y'all scared of Rudy. Rudy, they scared of you. I see you and Rudy over here. Go outside and kill him outside too. Right there, Rudy. Your ball. Your ball. Your ball. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Get a feel. Get a feel. Get a feel. There you go, Rudy. There you go, Rudy. Rudy said he kept everything. He kept out of bounds. He kept the track. He kept the beat. Whatever y'all throw, he's going to get it. They don't want to deal with that. It's too much. What's up? Hey, take your time. Take your time. Don't rush. Take your time. Now. Touchdown. Touchdown. Make a play. Make a play. Make a play. We go. We go. Interesting sights and sounds. This Southern University offense now totally, totally different. Charles, it's it's the offense that I'm kind of accustomed Southern University to have for its tradition-wise, even under Coach Richardson. But, boy, it, it looks totally different than, what, the last four, five, six years? Interim coach, Coach Rollins, Coach Odoms. What I like about Coach Dooley's offense, and by the way, that was a receiver coach that uh, that you saw a lot of in there. Coach Fossman comes over with uh, Coach Dooley from Prairie View, and him. Defenses now will have to defend, guard every inch of the football field. This offense will utilize it, so it is totally, totally different than in the past. Uh, six, seven, eight years, even nine. Yep. Um, the first thing that jumps off the page for me, and I saw that on social media the other day, I was just scrolling through it and that's some good footage. I don't know who, who the quarterback was that was throwing the football, but the ball was getting out pretty quick. Receivers getting there mm-hmm. pretty quick. And so that's the one thing, I mean, it, it didn't matter who, th- who threw it to him. It's just, just how quickly the ball got there. So that's and that's uh, that's an indication of Coach Dooley's offense when he was at Prairie View. You get the ball out, you get the ball out quick, fast, and let the receivers make plays. So that's the one thing that that stood out for me. Um, again, I mean, I'm looking at those receivers. You know, a lot of size there. I mean, this win uh, or when Southern puts it together, they're going to be a tough out. You know, there's no question about it. You know, uh, Florida Memorial, LSU. You know, a couple of couple of teams see where you are and I I think if they figure it out I think it's going to be a very challenging western division right and man getting the ball out quick and and you know what else it does you'll find out from a defensive standpoint you got to have the right personnel on the field because as coach Dooley the last time he came on it's basketball tempo on the football field you know what else it does Charles defensively and you kind of notice a change the last maybe five, six years. Other institutions, if you are not, if you don't tackle well in space, you could be in serious trouble. And, and, and I saw that even last year with 
with, with, with Southern University's defense. You're going up some, against some explosive teams. You miss a tackle. That's it. And, and, and they're going to spread you out. So how well you can defend in space. But that's just for all the college uh, football teams. Uh, you, you you look at them. Um, you know, wing T, RPOs, you kind of see in the wing T come back just a little bit. But uh, it, it's going to be very interesting to how – to see how defenses defend up-tempo offenses like that. And uh, Coach Dewey said, man, we can he, – he tries to get 100 plays a game. So that that is going to be a challenge. But we will see how it all works out. But uh, quarterbacks, uh, Harold Blood, number two right now, uh, Sean McCray, number one, and um, – Bubba McDaniels running with the third unit, and then they still have a you know a couple of more freshmen um, on on the team and a transfer in Noah Bowden. So it'll be interesting to see. But just kind of give you a little bit of footage there, uh, courtesy of the Jaguar Sports Network. Eric Dooley has yet to coach one game of Southern's new football coach, but hiring a popular former Jaguar assistant is already paying off. Coach Banks says Southern ticket sales are up about 1,500 over last year, and he's hoping for more. He said the school has sold 6,500 and thinks the number could rise high as 7,500 with um, less than three weeks away from the start. So that's a doable uh, benchmark, even if it's 7,000. And, and the quote from Bank, Coach Banks is, the interest is up and it's uh, definitely attributable to Coach Dooley. We haven't had a bump like this in a while with the excitement and everything going on and the staff working hard to get the message out. It has really helped. And and I, I would have to agree with that. And, you know, Charles, one time at a basketball game, I, I actually had a Southern Knight come up to me and said, man, we won. And, and, and listen to this good. Let's see what you think about this. We won. But boy, was it boring. So I said, really? And he was like, even if we lost, but if it's more exciting and up-tempo, then he, you know, he talked about the Avery Johnsons when they played, it was just up-tempo, up-tempo. Tying all that in, one, Coach Dooley coming back, and then his offensive philosophy, that's exciting. And then third, which is most critical, I think, he connected are reconnected with alums, former football players. And I, I've talked to a couple of football, uh, former football players, and they just didn't feel the last seven, eight, or nine years of the university or the football program and coach reaching out to some of those former players. And now you see that. You really see it on social media, just talking to different people, to me, those are three things, maybe not the only things, but the things that really have fed into this excitement. Yeah, I mean, fans will spend their money on what they want to spend it on. And obviously, and I said this from the very beginning, when Coach Dooley was hired in the early staff changes that he made back in February and January, that I was impressed at that time. And you clearly see the, the, the benefits of that right now. A lot of folks in the Jaguar Nation are excited without even a game being played yet. And I think a lot of it is attributed to Coach Dooley. 
Um, if you go back to Grambling and what he did with Kincaid, building it at Prairie View, taking his team to the Western Division champ uh, to the SWAC championship game last year, everybody kind of sees in full bloom what Eric Dooley is about as a coach, a winning product, and that's what Southern needs. Then you add the fact that he's a product of Louisiana, a product of Southern University. That also helps. Then the hires that he's made, bringing back Southern flavor, some SWAC flavor, that also helps. So you throw all that in the bowl, and it leads to a lot of excitement and anticipation for the season, and therefore it leads to more ticket sales. And Roman Banks was on your show a few weeks ago talking about the importance of buying season books, as he calls them, because it's a it's a budgetary thing too, financially. Mm-hmm. You know, the way that these budgets work, Southern University Athletics has already got their money for the anticipated ticket sales that they expect to sell in terms of season tickets. Okay? They've got their money already. So now they've got to meet that target, whatever that target is, 6,000, 7,000. If, if they have exceeded their target, that's great. If they had not, then that's an issue financially. But it sounds like, based on the article and based on his comments, they have exceeded that, which is which is wonderful. So it's good all the way around without him even coaching a game. I just got an article here about Stephen F. Austin. Their coach, Colby Carthel, in his fourth season, mm-hmm. um, three and nine, six and four to eight and four. The key here is that the program has seen an 89% increase in football ticket sales during his three seasons. So that's a product of if you're winning, how fans will come, season ticket sales go up, and it's good for everybody involved. So it's kind of the same thing, but I think at Southern it's even better because Coach Julia hasn't even coached a game yet, and already you're seeing that increase. So let's just say they win the Western Division. Going into year two, what are those ticket sales going to look like 12 months from now? So it, it, it's really on the up and up right now for Southern University in terms of everything that Coach Dooley is doing. He's hitting all the right buttons, making the right staff hires, bringing in the right players. Now it's just a matter of winning games on the field. Everything else is kind of falling into place. And that's kind of what you want if you're a head football coach. Yeah, it's it, it, it steps in the process, and he's doing all the right things right now. Uh, I said ticket sales were up about 1,500 over last year. Um, 6,500 sold last year. It was 5,000 season tickets. And um, Coach Banks says we don't want people to say that they weren't aware tickets were on sale. Our goal is 7,500. So, folks, I think 7,500, 1,000 more, I think that's doable. I, I, I really do. And he also goes on to say in the article they've made a concerted effort to raise that figure with target marketing with a special appeal to athletic alumni as well as the overall alumni. I can remember back in the day, and once again, I'm going to go back in the day again, when when Coach Richardson was there and, and they were winning. And, and, and remember, when he came there, most Southern fans knew of the game in Shreveport against Winston-Salem State. And Southern demolished Winston-Salem State, I believe 42 to 14 or 45 to 14. So they were skeptical after the hiring process. They brought in Coach Richardson, right? But that first game, Charles, was against Northwestern State in the Superdome. Me and my best friend were there. We watched it. wasn't even close. Now, what's the significance of that? Well, I understand it's the first game. 
but it was the opponent. Northwestern State, great football program at that time. And, and Southern literally runs away from them. The bar was set. The excitement came. And if I'm not mistaken, traditionally during that time, especially in the heyday, ticket sales were close to 10,000. But I'm confident in saying that it was at least between 9,000 and, and 10,000. That was unheard of for, for a HBCU back in the day. But of course, I know Alcorn, when McNair was there, I'm sure they had their highest uh, season ticket. So winning helps. Reaching back to alumni, that helps. You remember I said earlier, Coach Dooley reaching back to some of those former football players. And then not only football players, all sports, the alum. People like to feel wanted. And if you're engaging with them, that that's a, a great thing. Um, the last part, Banks said before he was hired, the season ticket base was approximately 4,000, but has grown steadily. Of course, COVID and the pandemic kind of uh, knocked down a lot of, uh, of the numbers. But I, I'm just telling you, I've seen it before. If Coach Dooley gets it done, like when he was here before as an assistant coach, it'll be hard, Charles, getting on that campus, which we traditionally call the hump. You know about it, Charles, and if those who are, are listening and watching, they know about it too. I've seen it where you, you literally had to get there six, seven hours. And homecoming, whoo, my goodness. Mm-mm. And I was a younger person then, so my patience was much better than it is now, but <laughs> I'll have to make an adjustment. But uh, I live for those days. I really do. Yeah, I, you know, when you're winning, winning solves a lot of issues. And you make the right hire, he makes the right moves, he gets the fan base excited. You see this all over the country with some coaches who get hired at different places. You know, obviously that that helps. And the Jaguar Nation is just is just rabid. And and because and rightfully so. I mean, because they've had teams in the past that have been good enough to to not only win the division but win the championship and have fallen short. So now you hire Eric Dooley, one of their own swag product, who's won at previous stops. That helps as well. And just, again, getting the right players, the right coaches, and shaking the right hands and kissing the right babies, that all – because coaching is a little bit of politics too now. You're a little bit of politician when you're – because you're, you're, you're rallying your, your base. So if you do those things and do it the right way, which Coach Dooley has done, he looks very comfortable just the fact that he's back at home. There could be pressure going back home because some people say you can't go home again. But Coach Dooley is coming back home and it's working out for him so far. The only thing left is just to go out there and win some football games. You know, you're going to get the fans even more excited. You should beat Florida Memorial. LSU is going to be a challenge. But I think for Coach Dooley, if this team is right there on the cusp, knocking on the door of the Western Division. And Carlos, you and I have talked about this. You've been to these celebration bowls. And I'll never forget when they have the practice before the game, when Alcorn was there, you're down on the field, and you told me one day, Charles, I wish we were here, talking about Southern University. There's nothing like your own team 
playing for a championship and you're asking your head coach a question representing the blue, there's nothing like it. And and I, I can say that, you know, from my school, Alcorn, from my alma mater, Grambling, because I was there when Grambling, you know, won themselves. There's nothing like that feeling. And I know you want that feeling. I know Jaguar fans want that feeling. So it's, it's Dooley is going to get it done. There's no question. He's gotten it done at every stop that he's been. You know, how much time? Hopefully this year, you know, it may be a few bumps in the road. He has the players to do it. He has the talent to do it, um, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I have no question about his offensive schemes. No question. It's been proven. Mm-hmm. At Grambling, at Prairie, it's been proven. The defensive side of the ball is what is what I look at as a SWAC fan because they couldn't get off the field in that last drive against Grambling, even though that's all water under the bridge. But still, defense to me was the biggest key. If he's fortified that defense – then I think Southern will be right there in the mix, not only for a Western Division title, not only for a SWAC title, but perhaps a Celebration Bowl title. Yeah, and for the record, Celebration Bowl, I'm pulling for the the SWAC representative. So I'm pulling for Alcorn. I I really enjoyed. I, I met a couple of new people. The first couple of celebration bowls from Alcorn Knights that we're friends today, um, you know, rubbing elbows with uh, Jackson State alums that, uh, you know, in in the crowd or you know, when we go to the the media conference, press conference, and just you know, it, it's it's just a great thing, great feeling, and um, yeah, if Southern ever is to get there, I'm telling you. Records will be smashed, attendance-wise. And I'm confident in saying that. I know last year they what, had the, the the best crowd, but it, I'm telling you, if Southern University gets there, because they're starving so much for a championship, I will bet you that they will bring at least, and, and I know it's during you know, the Christmas season stuff, but you're looking at 20,000 plus. I really believe it, that they can bring it in there and that's not counting the opponent so I, I think you'll have one of the top records is what i'm saying i want to go in the chat room if i can uh appreciate michael jones uh you know him charles the mr uh he's an all corn knight he says good morning carlos and charles did coach chasm hire coach pete richardson i'm gonna give all the credit to dr dolores spikes because if you remember, Coach Kasim had another candidate in mind. I believe it was a gunslinger, but I'm sure if I'm incorrect on that, some Southern Knights will correct me, or Swag Knights, they will correct me. But make a long story short, Dr. Dolores Spice, God rest her soul, she looked at the, the, the resume of Coach Pete Richardson and then, of course, during the, I guess, the interview process, that's the guy I want. And uh, I'm just going to simply say she overruled uh, Coach Casson. God rest his soul. But to answer your question, Mike, uh, I'm going to give all of the props to Dr. Dolores Spike. And I'm sure, you know, they, they, of course, they had to process how they do with the hiring the committee and all that. But it was her bully pulpit. that said we're going in this direction 
and uh, as tough an individual as Coach Casson was, and we, we had a private talk about that years ago, Dr. Spikes was just as tough or tougher. I could tell you a story, but I would have to kind of clean it up, but uh, I, I'll do it right <laughs> quick. It, it, it was about the, the, the Bayou Classic, and uh, I interviewed her on the local radio show years years ago, and during the break, it's sometimes when you get some of the best kind of uh, information or content. So she was like, uh, Carlos, you know, Coach Casim is a tough individual, but one time I found out it was uh, some money removed to the athletic department and it had to go back to the general fund. And I gave him 24 hours to, to, to get it back. Or uh, I told him I would kick his, you know what? True story. I'm telling you. And, and, and Coach Casim, Dr. Spikes, and Jewel Primus, known as Mama Jaguar, those three individuals would make me almost faint if I thought I did something wrong to them. They were, to me, just those kind of people. And, and not many people I, I do that with. Or uh, the budget director of my other half. I put her in that same category. <laughs> um, but it, it was just interesting about Coach Casim uh, uh, and Dr. Uh, Spikes. But, uh, yeah, give credit to Dr. Spikes uh, for getting Coach Richardson in. That's interesting. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, it is. It is. And it also just tells you that, that how presidents are actively involved uh, in, in the process. And I can share the similar story with Jay Hobson. I can share this story. The athletic director at the time was a guy by the name of Patrick Simon. Uh, he was at Alcorn a very short period of time, just a few months. He was the former athletic director at Langston. when uh, And the president at the time was Dr. Christopher Brown at the time. Mm -hmm. And so there was obviously some differences in terms of who should have been the next football coach. And Patrick Simon had a candidate in mind, but Dr. Brown overruled him and said that Jay Hobson is going to be my football coach. And I want him hired on Memorial Day. And we had a press conference on Memorial Day in front of his house, in front of the president's house on his front steps to announce Jay Hobson as the next football coach. So that, that's a very similar situation. And so you, you know what happened with Pete Richardson, how successful he was. And you look here at Alcorn and you see that how successful Jay Hobson was. So kind of the, kind of the similar type of uh, scenarios there in terms of how presidents can kind of make it, make it happen if they want to make it happen, if they want their person, coach or otherwise, in those positions. Yeah, and, and you know, to be honest, it's, it's, it's politics involved. It's also um, personalities involved. Let's just be honest. It's uh, my relationship with the former board member. You know, I was asked the other day, do you really like Tony Clayton? I say, I enjoy him. <laughs> He's a former board member, but we were like all, all in water. Uh, I mean, <laughs> together, it's just, and look, he's a high profile attorney and he knows the law and all of that. And, and, you know, I said, Tony, during the break, one time he, 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 he threatened to, to, to put the chokehold on me because of, uh, <laughs> I, I kind of held him one of the persons responsible for uh, letting Coach Richardson go. He, 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 he says he wasn't involved in day-to-day operations. Oh, come on, give me a break. No, no, no. They have, <laughs> they use it. But uh, anyway, 
I said in the court of public opinion, it's the opposite. You're guilty, you, you, Tony Clay, you're guilty until proven innocent. In the court of law, you're what? You're presumed innocent until proven guilty. And he's an attorney. So, yeah, we, 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 have a, we had a special relationship. <laughs> On that note, let me take another time out. When I come back, uh, Brandon B.J. Jones, last week, he really had some great, great points. He always does, but about scrimmages and, you know, how people are so excited about it. But uh, the, the point is, you're going up against your own team members. So, you know, don't put too much in it. It's when you go against team uh, players in the other jersey, that's when you get uh, uh, more concerned with. And, and speaking of that, um, I'm not watching another doggone preseason Saints game. Just horrible. Booker, <laughs> uh, yeah, Book, I, I, I'm sorry, just something about him. Um, I would cut him immediately. Yeah, but uh, – <laughs> I'll leave it there, Charles. Uh, they, they, they may win a uh, preseason game, but it's only preseason, right? Yes. Against Atlanta. It's only the regular season. The Rams lost to the Houston Carlos, the Rams lost the Rams lost to the Houston Texans last night. The Houston Texans barely have a football team. So so come Well, they're two I mean, they I, beat I, the Saints the week before. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, I, I I agree with you. I mean, I'm I'm ready for the season to start. Yes, and I am concerned about my team, the Rams. I'm still concerned. Um, but you know, hey, at at this point, I I don't I don't think I've seen. I saw Dallas and Denver a replay on the NFL Network. That was the first week of preseason. I've seen highlights on social media because you can get that without even looking at the games. Uh, it it is hard to watch NFL preseason games because. What are you getting out of it? I mean, I know we used to play four. I think two. I think two preseason games is all you need, really, to be quite honest with you. I'm probably wrong about that. I didn't play football, but I think anywhere from two to three is enough. Four is way too much. Well, guess what? What? Football is the only sport of football that don't have an exhibition or jamboree or preseason. Wouldn't it be nice one time to just have a a rule change where they can have one joint practice like the NFL does or or a a scrimmage, you know, as far as before regular season. But hold that thought, Charles. We'll ask BJ that as well. He played on the collegiate level. We'll see what he has to say. BJ was uh, on fire last week. I felt like I had to go in developmental class afterwards. But he had some great, great points. <laughs> You're watching the Carlos Brown Show on the Black College Sports Network. We'll be right back. At Tyson, we know taste is local. Some like their beef pit smoked, their chicken spiced all the way up, or their pork sweet and saucy. Local flavors, global impact. That's what feeding the world is all about. Nope. Nope. You want him? Ooh, I like him. Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. 
He's a nine. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. I'm returning to Clinton, Paris, and Tampa's my community. I grew up here, went to school here, and my wife and I make our home here. What makes Tampa special are its people. So when I represent someone injured in my community, it's personal. Call my office and speak to a real lawyer and not some referral service. I will fight the insurance companies to get the settlement that you deserve. At the law office of Clinton Paris, we take the pain out of being hurt. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. Oh, that spin class was brutal. Well, you can try using the Buick's massaging seat. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Can I use Apple CarPlay to put some music on? Sure. It's wireless. Pick something we all like. Okay, hold on. What's your Buick's Wi-Fi password? Buick Envision 2021. Oh, you should pick something stronger. That's really predictable. That's a really tight spot. Don't worry. I used to hate parallel parking. Me too. Hey really outdid yourself yes we did the all-new buick envision an suv built around you all of you this is the dean of the college of hbcu sports kenyatta cavill of dr cavill's inside the hbcu sports lab with mike washington and charles bishop come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every tuesday from six o'clock p.m central standard time on facebook live youtube speaker or the bcsn app as we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard, as well as the upcoming week of HBCU sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watch and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. Maureen is saving big holiday shopping at Amazon, so now she's free to become Maureen the Marrier. Food is her love language, and she really loves her grandson, like really loves. One bite of 100% Angus beef ballpark frank, and you'll say... Hello, summer. Oh, yeah, it's ballpark season. 
This is Brian Fulford. A.D. Drew and I are co-hosts of the BCSN Sports Wrap. We talk about all things related to HBCU athletics. From the games, teams, coaches, and fan interest stories, we cover it all. You can find our shows on Facebook at BCSN Sports Wrap, YouTube at MyJBN Online, and everywhere you listen to podcasts like Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find the show on the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. Make sure to download. We look forward to you joining the conversation and being a part of the show. Q-Time is our classic Atlanta soul food restaurant located in the historic West End. Q-Time Soul Food is a family business started by Fred and Christine Crenshaw. Come on in, relax, and sink your chops into our tantalizing, mouth-watering, distinctive soul food with a twist, the Q-Time way. 1120 Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard, or call your order in at 404-758-2881. Do you miss your mama's cooking? Then come on down to Q-Time, an Urban Passport member. Newman College is an HBCU in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, where we prepare students for a different world. Stillman is a college of distinction for last year and this year. Our largest majors are business and biology, followed closely by psychology, criminal justice, and history for pre-law, communications, English, and religion. Our newest degree programs are in the Department of Computational Sciences, which covers cybersecurity, data analytics, and math. The Biomedical Academy prepares students for competitive entry into health professions and graduate programs. We have established summer biomedical research internships with major research institutions, such as the University of Alabama, Drexel and Temple Universities in Philadelphia, the Salk Institute in San Diego, California, and the Universities of Florida, Indiana, and Iowa. We became creative with social distancing and masks for the pandemic. Our students enjoy movie nights at the stadium and the new Melissa N. Davis Legacy Courtyard where you can eat and enjoy friends. We have the Divine Nine Greek Letter Organizations, student government leadership and ambassadors. Our small class sizes, nurturing faculty, and friendly environment let you know that Black Lives Matter at Stillman College each and every day. Applications are free. Sign up at discover.stillman.edu. Complete the contact card and apply today. Stillman College, where we prepare students. For a different world. Welcome back to this week's edition 
of the Carlos Brown Show right here, seen exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. B.J. Jones is scheduled to join us, so he'll he'll, he'll join us shortly. Um, boy, it is raining cats and dogs here in Baton Rouge, Louisiana at this moment. But guess what? A&M, Alabama A&M, to announce the new director of athletics. This was from a day, day ago. So today, uh, the formal announcement has been uh, scheduled to take place at 2 p.m. today mm. in the Ernest L. Knight Reception Center on, of course, Saturday, August 20th. The announcement will be streamed on the university's YouTube channel via www.aamu.edu by Electronic Media Communications. Boy, I really feel like we should try to contact us <laughs> too late now. Coach Petaway, Van Petaway, uh, frequent guest, uh, basketball analyst on uh, the Coach Brown show. But uh, hey, I'll get him for next Saturday to talk about the announcement, and I'll be like everybody else at 2 p.m. I'll see um, who is the uh, chosen one to lead the director, uh, to lead athletics at Alabama A&M. And also, we're going to get more heavily into uh, HBCU uh, deal with the SWAC and CBS uh, stations with the good doctor, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. Uh, he's scheduled to join me next week to really break it down. So, Charles, pen and paper, notebook paper will be needed for next week because yep. when he gives out the information, I like to keep the notes. And when I want to uh, get the latest information as far as marketing and branding and content, and when you see on social media uh, the, the exclusive healthy, sometimes healthy debate about who controls content, is ESPN the best deal? Um, there's going to be, of course, a new contract coming as far as, and I kind of had a couple conversations with with, with uh, personnel at SWAT Football Media Day. It's going to be a new day. And if you are a company that you've had a contract with the Southwestern Athletic Conference, uh, you're going to have to ante up a little bit more. And I'll just I'll put it that way, but uh, a lot of discussions is uh, on social media about who controls the content. Should HBCUs control more of the content? And they go back and forth. So I just kind of sit off to the side and just observe what's going on. But with that being said, we had an interesting conversation, and, and you know me, let's bring it to the table. Um, once again, you talked about, uh, the FAMU situation and, uh, playing North Carolina in week zero, uh, Southern universities playing LSU in week two. And we don't talk about it much, but, uh, Alabama state journeying out to the West coast to play UCLA. Now, Charles, we know I'm not in favor of those games. I, I, I try to be consistent. I understand why they do it. I don't like it. I've said that it would be one every four years if I was in charge. So obviously I'm not. 
I'm not a director of athletics. With that being said, I will, however, say this. If you're going to play them, I think it's better to play them in the beginning of the season, whether it's uh, week zero, week one. Ideally, those will be the dates to play them. You've brought up concerns again about, you know, as far as FAMU. They could be 0-2 to start the season. And then what are the chances you've stated about, you know, injuries occurring? But, you know, I'm going to come back and say injuries can happen anytime. But the main thing that I've seen is this. When I went to a FBS scrimmage, the receivers, the quarterbacks, DBs is what I saw on the FCS level every week. The difference to me, just my opinion, and some may uh, agree, some may disagree, is in the line play, O-line and D-line. The 300-pounders look a little different than the 300-pounders on our, our level. And that, you know, at the FBS level, they have multiple, multiple nutritionists. They have uh, trainers for specific sports. And so that would be a concern. But you already know, Charles, what it's about. It's about getting that paycheck, that that bag or bags. And for Southern University, quite simply, $700,000 is what they're going to get for playing LSU. And then throw in another 50000 I looked at the contract, for the foundation. And then also they're allotted, I want to say it was about 6,500 tickets. And boy, I've had people already, can you use your influence to to get some tickets to that game? That's going to be tough. I'm hearing it's sold out. Is it a hard sellout? I'm not sure. But that's just what I think about playing those 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 games, FBS games. Don't like them. Yeah. Understand why. But if you don't play them, play them early. Last point: Prairie View and them and Texas and them last year. To me, you remember that hit that pass took. He could have, yeah, he could have taken a hit like that in any game. But guess what? To me, he wasn't right after that. And why I say that, yeah. in the SWAC championship game, I counted three times. It's like he was shell-shocked. Open receivers. Yeah. That's the difference he connects on two of them. Purvey wins yeah. a SWAC championship. Coulda, woulda, shoulda, I understand. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to start my little rant uh, on the soft side, that Southern LSU game. You know, I I I want to see that yeah, for personal and selfish reasons. I'm gonna start there. I'm gonna get that out of the way. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I just want to see Southern and LSU on the football field. I know what's gonna probably happen, and again, I'm gonna say the same thing that I said. I'm gonna say about FAMU and North Carolina. Show up and play I hope hard. They, I hope they come out of it unscathed because it's a long season. Uh, but just for a nostalgia standpoint, and it's just my own personal. Being in this league as long as I have, I just would like to see Southern and LSU play a football game. It's going to happen. I won't be there personally, but just to see that. Take a picture and I'm done. Okay, so, and and it's a good deal, by the way. $700,000. You don't have to travel. 
Um, Fifty thousand foundation. I mean, I think that's a really good deal from a financial standpoint. Okay, so now let's let's go to FAMU and North Carolina. Who does FAMU play after they play North Carolina? Jackson State. Jackson State. All right. So we know how important that game is because it was critical last year. It kept them from going to the championship. So that being said, we all know FAMU's playing that game for money, whatever they're getting out of it, okay? But is it about that right now, considering the momentum FAMU has right now with that program, going to the playoffs last year, renovations of Bragg Stadium, a new press box. Every time I look at Willie Simmons, he got a check in his hand. Somebody's writing him a check. Whether it's the Jacksonville alumni, the Orlando alumni, the Miami alumni, he's got a check in his hand. So now the expectations is that they've got to get to the championship game. All right, what kept him from getting there last year? Jackson State. Quarterback situation, he made the change probably a quarter too late. But I want to see, and I would like to see, in this case, FAMU be in the best position to to win that game. Playing North Carolina five years ago, I wouldn't have a problem with it, okay? North Carolina was, you know, the bottom feeder of the ACC. Mac Brown is the coach at North Carolina. Mac Brown, arguably, is one of the best college football coaches we've seen. He was at Texas took Vince Young and that team the national championship. Matt Brown is building something special over there in North Carolina. And right now, that's a team you probably don't want to see at this point because they're, other than Clemson, they're really good, okay? So the expectations are high at North Carolina. So you go there, and again, you hope you get out of there unscathed. It could be any game as this could happen. But I am just not a big fan of playing that game at that time, considering what's next, okay? There are other teams that you could play that you can get out of it, what you want to get out of it, maybe a little less financially. And I can name three teams. Tulane, okay? South Alabama, UAB. If you want to get a check, those are three teams that are geographically within close distance. Charles, want a good check, not that well. Case. Well, I mean, but North, okay, North you, oh, come you, on. I understand you know, that you want to play. I get it. You want to okay, so you want to do you want a good check or do you want to win the SWAT championship? Okay, both. Which, which one is which one is going to get Willie Simmons fired getting a check from North Carolina or not winning the Eastern Division? I mean, I, I think we gotta we gotta put it You're in perspective just a little bit. Okay, we played South Alabama, should have beat them. We're gonna play Tulane. We played UAB in the past, okay? Mm-hmm. You want to, I, I get you want to be able to get some sort of guarantee. And these things can be avoided altogether, in my opinion, if we pack our stadiums and do well financially in athletics across the board. You wouldn't have to play that game. But that being said, that's just a game that I would not play at this point in time. I don't know when the contract was signed. I don't know when that game was scheduled. Was this year or last year? I don't know. But that's just, in my own personal opinion, that's a game. And I didn't know they were playing North Carolina Week Zero till Swag Media Day. I thought FAMU was opening up against Jackson, like Jackson's opening up against FAMU. Okay? So I just think, in my opinion, that game, and there are different situations. 
that game is one that they could avoid against that team is one that they could avoid. Now, if they come out of it, play tough and come out of none the worse for wear, I'm happy. But if you hear the stories of key players being out and you need them the next week, I wouldn't have a problem with North Carolina if they had an off week and then play Jackson State. But to come right out of that into Jackson State, you lose that game. I mean, think just think about this for a second. You lose that game, you're realistically two games out of first place. A division game counts for two. You lose out on a tiebreaker. So you got to finish ahead of that team. So you lose to Jackson State. Mathematically, you're two games out with seven to play. Heaven forbid you lose another one. Now, we don't know what Jackson's going to do. Let's say they just keep winning. The math catches up with you at that point. So I just think for this situation, I think that playing North Carolina in week zero, to me, I would have avoided that. I would have said, hey, see if we can play a Tulane, a Kennesaw State, a Valdosta State, Florida Memorial, I mean, even though Southern's playing them. If you want to iron out the kinks, there's a way to do that. I know you want a big check, but like my wife tells me all the time, you can't have it all. Can't have it all. What are you willing to give up to put yourself in position to get you where you really want to be, which is winning the East, winning the SWAC, winning the Celebration Bowl, or getting to the playoffs and doing some damage. That's, And I know there are other cases. Southern LSU, Southern's playing Florida Memorial. Then they're playing LSU. I can deal with that a little bit. But that game, in that situation, just it kind of bothers me a little bit. I'm pulling for FAMU now. I'm pulling for them. I'm hoping, I'm praying that they can get out of that, play well, Come out of it unscathed. But then if they don't, then I'm going to hear about and you're going to read about why in the heck did they play them in the first place. And then they lose that game. They're two games out realistically. And who knows what's going to happen from there. They got seven games in the state of Florida. They got a tough schedule. Um, I get all that. But I'm just, I'm just hoping I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'll come on your show and say, hey, man, I was wrong. I apologize. But I've seen these games too often. It's too much at stake now. It's too much at stake. This particular game, I just I don't exactly agree with it. Well, you, you wouldn't have to uh, apologize if you're wrong. You just say you're wrong because you're giving your opinion. I'm going to play what if. What if FAMU does not get hurt? What if they beat Jackson State? Then Jackson State's two games Theoretically, well, not theoretically, they would be. And what is the difference now between five years? I think you explained it, but I want to make sure I'm clear on it. Because of Mac Brown, him being the coach, because I thought you said five years ago you would have been happy with, you, you'd be more accepting of that. But now you don't. And then do you – It's a, Charles, it sounds like you're pulling for FAMU. Is your I don't like JSU bias kick, is kicking in? No, no, no. Uh, no. no. I, I'm just saying that I, I want to see our well, well, let, let me say about – I'm just looking – when I talk about Mac Brown and that program, I'm looking at the North Carolina program now 
compared to compared five, to five, years, five ago. years ago. Yeah, no, the North Carolina football program five or six years ago wasn't all that great. And I, I think that but you they're can still make, FBS. They're, they're still FBS, but they're but hey, South Alabama's FBS too. Right. Uh, but I'm just saying the program now is in a lot higher place because of Mac Brown and Great Parton. Okay. He's getting the talent in there. He's a highly respected head coach, one of the best in the country. If you just want to name, you know, the Sabins and the Davil Swings of the world and the others, you know, Mac Brown, you can put him in, in that list of top 10, top 15 coaches. Okay. I'm just saying, I'm pulling for the SWAC. And I want to see teams be in the best configuration they could be going into the biggest games. Okay. I agree that Texas A&M, Prairie View, they're in the same system. I mean, that was a no-brainer there financially, even though it cost Prairie View the SWAT championship because you're right. After that, Texas A&M. And, and let's, let's also be real about what's at stake. And we have to get credit Texas State. Yeah, I'm just saying Jackson that. State. Yeah, I'm giving credit for Jackson State. Yes. I'm just, I'm just saying that you want to be in the best shape you can possibly be in, okay? It's a little bit different today in terms of these guarantee games. They're going to give you a big check, but make no mistake about it. There's a lot at stake for North Carolina. You know, they, they want to be known as one of the better teams in the, in the ACC, and they want to get a high bowl and all that. And they want to score as many points as they can possibly score. The days of calling off the dogs are over. If a team can score 70 on you, they will. And I'm not saying that's going to happen. I hope it doesn't happen. But I'm just saying the stakes are a little bit higher. It's a little bit different. So if you're going to go there, go there. I look at what Alcorn has done. We played UAB. We played South Alabama. We're playing Tulane. I think next year we got Mississippi State. That's going to be a tough one. I think we open up with them, if I'm not mistaken, in, in the next uh, next football season. But And that's, that's going to be tough now. But I think what the Braves have done is they've got this year Tulane, they've got Stephen F., Tulane, McNeese before you get into conference play. You have an opportunity to kind of figure it out those three weeks. But you step right out of North Carolina and you step right into Jackson State, your biggest, your biggest game by far, because you didn't get there last year when you didn't beat them. And I'm not saying that you're not going to beat them this year, but you want to be in a, in a good place. So I just, I just have a different take on it. I hope I'm wrong. Trust me. I hope FAMU comes out of that where they want to get out of it. I hope. And if they do, that is wonderful. That's going to lead into a great Miami-Florida classic out of Miami. But if not, then you're going to hear about, well, we lost the key guys against North Carolina. And then you're going to hear all that. So that's just my own personal opinion. I'm just, mm-hmm. you know, that's one because that's a highly Jackson fan. Me and Carlos is a highly anticipated game. Highly anticipated uh, game. Yeah, okay. you can bring BJ in if he's ready. <clears throat> BJ Jones is checking in with us. That's, and, and, that's and, just my rant, Carlos, and and I might be wrong, but hey, I you know, I have an issue yeah, well, with that one. Well. I guess from the outside looking in, I, I, I don't, per se. You play them early instead of late. Um, and I would prefer to play early. I mean, week zero, week one, something like that. But um, I think Coach Willie Simmons, he's okay with it. And uh, I'll ask him, but it'll be a moot point 
after the game has been played, but maybe after the season, you know, uh, did did he have a did he have input into uh, that schedule that game? Because often you look at it, I would think head football coaches, basketball coaches, no matter what the sport, I think they do have input in when or input in in the schedule. And I know the AD uh, has the number one position of, of, of the games, but I guess I'm saying is I'm thinking, I'm hoping that the ADs evolve uh, the head coaches when, when they're putting together a, a schedule, because once again, it's a, it, it, it's about the money. It's all about the money. I remember all court playing Georgia tech. I'm sure it was a nice payday and it was in the beginning of the the season, right? And so with that being said, I I just think that, hey, Alcorn went on to to reach their goals after playing Georgia Tech. And hell, I think people are excited about Southern because uh, you tell me, is North Carolina better than LSU this year, maybe so because LSU is changing coaches. But in previous years, LSU was much tougher than North Carolina. But right. you know, Southern's not going to bag down. Yeah, and the only, only two things I would say about that is show like up sure. and play hard. That's the two things I'm looking for. You know, how many points they're going to score, how many they're going to give up. It is what it is with that one. BJ, are you ready? Yeah, man, I'm good to go. Okay, we, me and Charles are uh, having a debate again. Uh, he's really concerned about fam youth playing North Carolina in Week Zero, and then it sounds like he's more concerned because how would that set up? Charles wants fam youth to beat Jackson State in that <laughs> second game of the week. Just to come, be, be honest, Charles. It's no, no I, I want to see a good. No, I want to see a good football game. I want to see a good football game with all with all your pieces intact. That that's all I'm saying. Whatever happens, wins or losses, um, I think it's going to be a terrific football game. But do I want to see FAMU at a deficit? No, uh, in terms of losing pieces going into that game. Because if they lose key pieces, they're not going to be Jackson State. I'm just going to say that. I want to see them fully loaded. I want to see it full throttle. For that game because that game will set up the Eastern Division to me. I, I'm, I'm telling you, some people have told me Jackson State is going to lose a couple of games this year, but you know, bringing in Coach Zimmer and um, you know, they brought in a former NFL punter, and I know I guess Coach Sanders is uh subsidizing the, 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 the salary ba- ba- based on that. Based on that, shouldn't lose game. Should should anybody score in Jackson State this year? <laughs> I'm being uh, facetious. I know. Yeah, I'm being of facetious. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, well, let's I, do I, this. You know, let me. Let, oh, let's do this, Charles. Let's take a timeout and let's see if we can um, get BJ in uh, a quick timeout. Then we'll come back. We'll add him into uh, today's show. I'm interested in uh, getting his take on all that because you know BJ um, played. At Alabama, Birmingham, then he transferred. So he's been on both levels. But um, we'll see. We'll take a break. You're watching. 
Coles Brown Show exclusively right here on the Black College Sports Network. At Tyson, we know taste is local. Some like their beef pit smoked, their chicken spiced all the way up, or their pork sweet and saucy. Local flavors, global impact. That's what feeding the world is all about. Nope. Nope. Want him? Ooh, I like him. The Quicker Picker Upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the Quicker Picker Upper. I'm returning to Clinton, Paris, and Tampa's my community. I grew up here, went to school here, and my wife and I make our home here. What makes Tampa special are its people. So when I represent someone injured in my community, it's personal. Call my office and speak to a real lawyer and not some referral service. I will fight the insurance companies to get the settlement that you deserve. At the law office of Clinton Paris, we take the pain out of being hurt. It's never too early to plant the seed, to share the tradition, and instill a sense of pride in your HBCU with your little ones. HBCU Pride and Joy Children's Boutique helps you share your school spirit with a wide selection of adorable kids' apparel and accessories officially licensed from your favorite HBCU. Visit HBCUPrideJoy.com and follow us on all social media at HBCUPrideJoy on Facebook and Twitter. Are you hungry for authentic Caribbean food? Like jerk, chicken, oxtail, red snapper, shrimp, tofu, and rasta pasta? Well, find your way over to Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Open daily from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. And on Friday and Saturday, we're open till 4 a.m. Come to Mango's and put some spice in your life. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant, 180 Auburn Avenue, right next to Royal Peacock. In downtown Atlanta. For more info or directions, call 404-698-3992. Or log on to mangoscaribbeanrestaurant.com. For instant coupons, text M-A-N-G-O-S to 313131. Mango's Caribbean Restaurant. Authentic Caribbean cuisine. Welcome back to the Carlos Brown Show, seen exclusively right here on the Black College Sports Network, uh, joined by Brandon B.J. Jones. And uh, I tell you what, the picture of the little one, this new addition just was worth, it made my day, made my day. But uh, B.J., <laughs> good afternoon, sir. How you doing? Oh, man, good afternoon, Carlos. How's it going? Man, going going great storming raining here uh chopping it up with charles edmund um and and, and some fam you people have already look like the email of me there say charles they want to see you what's your email address <laughs> <laughs> i'm not hard to find we can have a debate okay well uh 
BJ, I don't know if you heard of any of that, but um, conversation. But you played at University of Alabama, Birmingham, then transferred to Southern. You've played on both levels, FCS and FBS. <laughs> um, that 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 game. My opinion: you, if you're gonna play those games, you play them. I think early on, or does it matter in your perspective where you play those games, beginning, middle, or end? I think uh, that's how you want it. Um, you know, you don't want to get into conference play and then jump out uh, and then have to play one of those games. You kind of want to get it done, you know, at the beginning of the season so you get it behind behind you and then the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Big difference. You played at UAB. I know football is football. Then coming to Southern University, I made the comment that in the O-line and D-line is where I see the the, the major difference. And then I didn't add this, but the depth, they, they just can wear you down, you know, from 85 to uh, uh, 63 scholarships. Am I off base on that part or football, just football? I think BJ froze up. Uh, see, we'll, he'll join us uh, back. But, but Charles, that that's the situation if you look at it. Those, those are some of the things – when you look at when you look up look at playing up, those are some of the, the concerns you have. But yeah, all of those concerns, as we talked about, and that's the biggest that, that big check. Go ahead, BJ. No, really talking about the trenches uh, was the really big difference when I was at when I was at uh, uh, on the lunch man it's a difference you start talking about the S and FCS levels and even up there when I was at UA had a defense where we had about 10 to 12 guys uh, Melanie, he's 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 breaking up awfully bad. I can't even understand what he's saying. So, um, you know, I guess un, unless he's able to be stationary, uh, he's moving, and it's kind of tough. So, and he was making a great point. I could kind of understand somewhat what he was saying, but um, we'll, we'll get him back. And 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 there's a program coming on behind the Coles Brown show, the Black College Sports Network. He'll be stationary then. He's on his way there. Swack alumni picnic. And uh, I'm scheduled to uh, come on with BJ to talk Southern University. So we'll, we can bring that point back up. Or BJ will, will, will talk about it a, a little bit. But we're going to be talking about Southern University uh, football. And, uh, of course, they had their final scrimmage to – Day, or at least a scrimmage a day in conjunction with uh, Fan Fest. So it'll be interesting to see the reports, how it went. Um, did they cut back on the penalties? I know Coach Dooley talked about that. Charles cleaning that up. And I, I think that's typical things that happen um, in, in fall camp. Um, you see Coach Sanders you know, just, boy, got the bull whip on Jackson State. It just seems like he's not happy about anything. But I understand he's pushing them. 
He's pushing him yeah. because they're going to be the hunted. He knows that. Um, Grambling State, you know, their situation, trying to find the quarterback. Are they any closer, Charles, to finding that one or two quarterbacks? Uh, those are just some of the things that's going on. Now, you know, you grind, you try to cut back on penalties, and you're trying to get in game week mode. Well, I know one of the questions you talked about with BJ is about having a, an, if you could play it out, having sort of an exhibition season for college football. It's at every level. You got the Jamboree for high school, you got the NFL preseason. Uh, I think coaches would love it because you really get a chance to see, you know, where you are in terms of cleaning up some of the small stuff. Even the high school football, you know, that I saw last night, ton of penalties, pre-snap penalties. You're going to probably get that in week one, just in anticipation because yeah. because the timing is just not there because you're going against your own teammates. It's a little bit different. So you can expect that in, in, in the first week or two um, of the season. You know, I, I just think at this point with classes getting ready to start, I do think players just love to – and I was texting a player yesterday. They just want to – you know, hit someone besides their own teammates. I think everyone right now is in the mode of let's get the season started. Classes are starting, so coaches are going to back off a little bit um, because of classes starting. So I think you're going to see a lot of more fine-tuning, a lot of naming of quarterbacks. Um, So I think, you know, for Coach Dooley, I would say sometime this week, he might name his quarterback then. Or he might wait until maybe if they're going to have another scrimmage next week um, I know Alcorn's not having a scrimmage today. Someone texted me a little while ago. It was their scrimmage today. No, Alcorn will have theirs next week along with their fan fest. So it's, you know, this is a, a very uh, a relaxing time because the hard part of camp is over for the most part. Now it's just it's up to the coaches to fine tune. And it's up to you as a player to stay in shape because you fall off the map now, you might not get back on it. I mean, because – Coaches are developing their rosters at this point. And I think for Coach Dooley, he's got a lot of options, got a lot of quarterback options. Competition at every position, as he's talked about on your show, iron sharpens iron. So if you've got good players around you, then, hey, if you fall off the wagon, it's going to be tough to get back on it unless you sharpen your tools a little bit more. So that, that's what this is all about, competition, friendly competition, intense competition as the season will be starting here in a couple of weeks. And you know what's interesting? Just my opinion, I really believe Dooley knows who's the starter. But one thing I've, I've noticed about Coach Coach Dooley, he keeps a lot of things under the vest. You know, he's going to give the media what they need, but I don't think he gives you everything. And guess what? I probably wouldn't either if I'm in his position, Okay. I think they know who the starter is. When I'm asked about it, I say it's McCray's job to, to to lose. But with that being said, I love the competition. I love the fight of Harold Blood. And again, if you were at that spring game, and I had someone tell me they were at the scrimmage last Saturday, and and and, and he brought up about Harold Blood. He was like, man, in, in my opinion, that's the guy. He looks the part because he's 6'2". McCray is listed at 5'10", but I, I think he's a little taller than that. But he has great wheels, athleticism. 
And I, I think you want a quarterback that can do both equally well. If you can't make something happen, then maybe make it with with, with, with the athleticism. So I, I love, once again, that Harold Blood is really pushing. And if you just think ahead, man, next year is going to be even more interesting this time next year. Yeah. McCray, Harold Blood, then Bolton, who transferred from Grambling State. Now, if you look at, once again, looks the part, looks the part even more. Big kid, 6'4", got a gun. But being in Dooley's system for a fall season and then a spring is going to be so important for him. I look for him to really challenge for that starting position, no least number two. But that's a good problem to have. It really is. The word of the day is competition on this show. Intense competition. Uh, competition. That's a big thing. We've got about four or five minutes left, Charles. Um, oh, by the way, Southern University women's soccer team, congratulations. They defeat Nickel State, a state institution. To open up the, the season with a win, fantastic. Fantastic. And also, once again, Coach Banks is looking with, with the season Ticket sales increasing, alumni giving back. It's more critical now across the board with all HBCU institutions to give back, donate time, money. Because I made a note, cost of attendance, all student athletes, Southern and Coach Banks would love to do that. How does this sound? I'm just going to give you a number. Across the board, all student athletes. Every semester, you know, when you're in school, although you have a scholarship, there's other monies that are needed, right? How about a cost of attendance uh, check every semester? Or if you want to break it down to twice a semester or once a semester, three, four thousand dollars to a student athlete, hell, to non-student athletes, that can help at a critical time. So Southern's so kind of looking at doing that along with their major plan as far as from academic buildings, you already see some dormitories have come down, new ones coming up. Uh, Coach Banks on this show said hopefully in four to five, three to five years, getting that um, indoor practice facility. And hell, all the rain. Just five minutes ago, another just, just tremendous rain came. You could go in an indoor practice facility. How would that help? Not just for football, but, you know, other sports teams can use it as well. Women's soccer. So these are important times, critical times. It's great. It's great for HBCUs and high enrollment, freshmen coming in. But it's also a a critical time because this opportunity now is one that the window may close in five or six, seven, ten years. I'm just saying, you don't know. But take advantage of it. Yes, this is this. You're exactly right. This is this is a critical time, not only cost of attendance. And I've talked with other coaches that have lost student athletes because of some schools in this conference are offering cost of attendance 
And so you lose out to some of those schools. And then NIL, NIL is also yep. a factor in this as well to where you're losing some players or you, you're looking at players and the first thing they're talking about is they want to get paid through NIL. And if you don't have those cooperatives in place or not as much in place, you lose out on that. So it's, it's a more challenging time just to get student athletes, you know, building your program. You know, I was talking with a coach the other day about, you know, where is this going to leave seniors in high school? You know, where is this going to leave them? Because a lot of coaches going in the transfer portal. So it's, it, it's an important time. It's a competitive time. And, uh, you know, with the NCAA kind of taking their hands off of college football as we know it, because they, it seems like they're getting out of the game a little bit more. And this was kind of expected. Um, I think the level of competition, getting student athletes and coaches and all that is going to be even greater here over the next few years. Just stay tuned because the rules are changing, seems like, by the week. And, uh, you know, I think it'll continue to be that way for the foreseeable future. Exciting times, critical times, and global warming. No. <laughs> and it is real. Might as well add that in there as well. Absolutely, um, yes. Because it's it's like maybe I'll need a boat after a while to go from <laughs> the front door to the mailbox. I mean, just a, <laughs> just a tremendous amount of rain just since doing this show. Uh, I want to yeah. thank Melody. Uh, Producer today, appreciate her. Great job, uh, Charles. Thank you. And um, we'll apologize for BJ. He was in in route uh, to a, an event. But stay tuned to the Black College Sports Network. SWAC alumni picnic is coming up, and the Black College Sports Network is going to be showing you that. And uh, I'll peek in as well along with BJ. Um, appreciate everyone who tuned in. We appreciate you. And uh, until next Saturday, as always, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Central Standard Time for the Colos Brown Show, right here on the Black Sports Network. As always, that was kind of early there, Charles. Peace. <laughs> and God bless. Go Jags. Go HBCUs. Go SWAC. And go MEAC. Go Braves. <laughs>